You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. What a girl wants, what a girl needs, whatever keeps me here. Today, we're doing What a Bitch Wants. Just kidding, that's not the title. But today, I am enlightening the men, or more so, reminding the men, sharing with the men, talking with the men about what do women want in a man in a relationship in the bedroom? What do they desire? What do they need? And what do they just fucking want? I could really go for a donut right now, but I'm trying to be skinny. Oh, I made a carrot cake this week and I spent so long on it and it wasn't even that good. And I, the frosting was to die for. I could just eat it by the spoonfuls, but the cake was like, like six out of 10. I'm like, I put way too much time and effort for that to be a six out of 10. All the people that cook out there, can you feel me? <laughs> I promise today is going to be very informative. Lots of listener questions we've got. A 53-year-old man on his second marriage, and I really feel like he's just got a peace out. Spoiler alert, I think that one's hopeless. That's rude, but you tell me. And then we've got a woman who told me she was a Scorpio who said that she is turned on and aroused by thinking of herself fucking her man's ex-girlfriends. So exciting conversation. And we've got like two or three others, actually. I'm going to tell you my favorite toy. I'm going to read you my one-star reviews. It's going to be a good day. Mondays are not so blue around here. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, don't do that. Don't do that. You want to help yourself and click subscribe so you'll never miss when a new episode comes out. You can leave a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcast. If you're a longtime listener and haven't done that, really helps. Or if you enjoy this episode so freaking much, you're like, I am moved to write something, then eat your heart out. Do it. I dare you. We got a good chunk of episode ahead of us. If you're new here, hi, I'm Jordan. We discuss all things sex, the realities of sex, and just what the hell's going on in marriage, the ups, the downs, the nitty gritty, and navigating it all. And how can you be a better lover? And how can you date your significant other? Because we certainly need to. The listeners of the Horny Housewife podcast, I think it's safe to say, are just not a fan we're not fans of mediocre. It's just ick shit. How I think of it, if if you're going to commit, if you're going to get married, you're going to create offspring and do this shit together, like <laughs> we're going to make it enjoyable, okay? We're going to be getting off and shit. I am not signing up for some boring ass bullshit. But in a way, you know, we all we all kind of are because not everyone is an insatiable psychopath like me. But Life, life gets routine and you need, you need routine, you need a schedule and you need stability and not chaos. But how can you bring a little spice to the life? How can you bring a little, mm, a little, ah, into the relationship? I'm here to help you do that. 
and then to find gratitude and love and appreciation for what you do got. Because that constant, that stuff that can feel boring is actually peace. Ah, ah. Okay, let's get into listener questions. Question number one. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. We've always had amazing sex, but the last six months or so, we've been exploring and trying to take things up a notch. New positions, toys, anal, etc., etc. We have started experimenting with role play, but it's been hard for me to be open enough to talk to him about it and really plan things out. So our scenes end up being short and lacking. We do talk about sex, but I feel like unless he's the one to bring it up when I'm in just the right mood, then the conversation just doesn't happen. If I'm not in just the right mood and he brings it up, I tend to brush him off with, oh yeah, we'll talk about it later. And I'm sure that leaves him feeling rejected. And as soon as the words come out of my mouth, I'm kicking myself like, damn, why didn't I just talk to him? I think about sex plenty and there's so much I want to be able to talk to him about. The last two weeks or so, I feel like he's kind of given up on it. He stopped asking and stopped flirting with me as much, stopped doing things like lifting up my skirt to see what underwear I'm wearing while I do the dishes. I'm worried. This amazing journey we've been on is slipping away and I don't know how to fix this. We have four kids, which means the time we get alone is limited and I just want to make the most of it. What do I say or do? Please help. Okay. First things first, you need to pat yourself on the back and I don't say that in like a, don't complain. You have four kids. You're fucking, you're, and it sounds like you're having a good time. You said amazing journey. And there could be people listening that do a big eye roll and go, I haven't had sex in three months, or I can't talk to my partner about role play. And you feel like this shirt, this person shouldn't complain. I beg to differ because hard is relative. So everything is perspective. Everything is point of view and your own experience and your own reality. So we'll talk about that more because you have more control and power than you know. And I only brought all of that up was because I want you to feel gratitude that you are in a relationship that is above mediocre and you're clearly intentional or you wouldn't be on an amazing journey. So the issue you're having, I think, has a simple solution. If you want to believe it's simple, if you think it's really, really hard, it's going to be really, really hard. I feel like you just writing the question, you answered a lot of it and you don't even know it. You say you, you're kicking yourself for not just having the conversation. So then be aware of that, that it's not always the right timing. I know I say timing and delivery, men, timing and delivery, but unless he's listening to the horny housewife every Monday, which I wish he was. But even then, come on, we go into autopilot, we fuck up unintentionally, we feel passionate about a topic, and it's just busting out of our seams. Sometimes things don't go as planned. Sometimes we're not planners. Sometimes we're impulsive and wear our heart on our sleeve. And you said it, you have four 
kids and you're not always in the mood or it's not always the right time or you're fucking exhausted for a million different reasons, emotionally, physically, whatever. But if you really want to have this conversation, if you really want something to get better, then you have to do your part because that's all you can control, unfortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately. But that is the truth we all have to accept that, hey, I can I can make some decisions. And guess what? Those little tweaks, they bleed over. And then it's like a domino effect and shit's changing. So when you have an opportunity, take it, take it, or it's on you. And that's your fault. And you're feeling like, hey, he may feel rejected when you do that means he probably does. The answer is, damn, why aren't you just talking to him? So I believe in you. I'm saying it like this because I believe in you. And I'll tell you some sad truth. I've I get all kinds of messages, all kinds of DMs, all kinds of listener questions, and sometimes they're not even questions. Sometimes they're just extreme venting or just a novel about how defeated and hopeless they feel, men and women, like men and women, both parties in the relationship. And I will say not all bad emails. I get really wonderful, happy, moving emails and emails saying, how much this podcast impacted their relationship in a positive way. But there's a lot of good, but there's some bad. And in that bad, I often, often, often hear men go, at some point, I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to try anymore. She doesn't want to. She's always got an excuse. I've tried every which way. I'm speaking Spanish, Latin, French. Nothing is working. They're basically at a fuck her point and they're not fucking her. So it's not good. Nothing good is going to come from it. This is probably a time, a point in a relationship when a lot of infidelity occurs. Probably, statistically, I'm probably right. An ouchie that's brutal, maybe a little paranoid in some of y'all's opinion. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think it's realistic. And in this listener's case, you're not too far gone. You're not fucked. You are, this is like a little bitty, itty bitty speed bump and to be expected in a long-term relationship. Like these are okay problems to have. Like if these are your worst problems, that's why in the very beginning I said, pat yourself on the back. I meant it. You're just going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to be teammates. And I would even like say the things you're saying to me, the whole like, you know what? And I regret those times that I blew you off to not have this conversation because I just didn't feel like the right time. And I bet you he can relate to that statement of not wanting to deal with something at a certain time. It didn't sound enjoyable. It sounded like conflict. It sounded like discomfort. And just you acknowledging that to him, I think even if he doesn't know it, but he might know it, will go a long way as far as healing or like nurturing that resentment he could be fostering because he's felt blown off. I promise you, you give off the energy, the vibe, fake it till you make it. You embody like I'm going to be present in the conversation. I'm going to look him in the eye. I'm going to listen and be an active participant 
in the conversation we're having and I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to come from a place of love and be authentic and I'm going to be patient and maybe that's really annoying to you, but I promise you it's going to go over so much better. I feel like when you come in with that vibe, it's much more well-received. What's the stupid fucking saying? You catch more flies with honey than you, I don't know. I don't even fucking know. I don't even want to try it. The point is be nice and don't make a big deal out of talking about the sex. Relax. Relax and take notes. Relax and take tokes of the marijuana smoke. I love podcasting. I can say literally whatever I want. I really want to land this plane, but the last thing is that you said the whole conversation, the whole conversation that I'm saying that it's your fault you didn't make time for, take accountability there, is about the role play situation. So I think that that's normal. Like, don't beat yourself up if you're like, that didn't go as expected. It didn't look like the nurse and patient porno that you watched the other night. Like, no shit, okay? Todd is not an actor, and you are not as good as you think you are. Maybe I just had a spur-of-the-moment idea to make it fun, to make it like into foreplay. You could talk about a role-play scenario that he's into, you're into, mutually fucking into, and then you get the outfit, the lingerie, the like that, your little outfits or whatever. And then you plan like an erotic play date night. And yeah, it could feel uncomfortable or awkward or a little silly in the beginning. Or you're like, hee hee hee, this feels unnatural. But then you could get talking about what is it about this fantasy that is so hot and erotic. Maybe you watch a little role play scene from there while you give one another a massage. Maybe you talk about what's hot about it and then you practice kind of thing. And then that could lead into something super sexy and hot. And then you were kind of getting like a practice round. So it'll make round number two of this even better. So just lower the expectations, lower the bar, go into it with the intention to have a good time, to climax and then see where the rest takes you. Okay, moving on to question number two. Hi, I'm a Scorpio, therefore jealous by nature. My husband and I have a great relationship and sex life. I would say I'm a pretty normal girl in every aspect of life, but I have this wild fantasy of fucking his ex-girlfriends, almost as like a way to get even. I feel like something is wrong with me. It's nothing I would ever actually act on or do, but the thought is there every once in a while and it's a major turn on for me. Is this a normal thought to have? Okay, this doesn't have to be a long answer because it's simple, totally normal, totally normal. I mean, I guess you could go, you could go to therapy, you could do the inner work, the shadow work. Like if jealousy is a common theme in your life, like anything you see, like a pattern kind of popping, like rearing its head in your life. And sometimes there are things that I feel like could be arousing and a turn on, but then could also make you feel anger and rage (laughs) or disappointment or you feel insecure 
frustrated. I don't know, a bad feeling, something that doesn't feel good alongside it, even if it's, it would never, ever happen. I don't know what it is for you. I think you don't have to make it a bigger deal than it is. You don't have to think you're a freak of fucking nature. I mean, what is normal, right? Like if you could see like a little floating bubble above everybody's head, like you just could push a button on them and then pops the bubble and you saw all the things they've ever thought of when they masturbated or climaxed, came, did, watched, whatever, you would be I'm sure you'd be fucking, no, you wouldn't be. I mean, you'd be horrified initially. And I think the real ones would be like, I knew that everyone was like, there was a lot of sickos out there, but I, you would see a lot of sickos. There'd be a lot of sickos. You'd be like, wow, I'm vanilla actually compared to all these sickos. So I think that you're totally fine. And since you said you're a Scorpio, I mean, you could probably use this in the bedroom with your significant other. And I think he would probably be like, wow, she's such a down ass bitch. But, you know, I could see the the pros and cons of it. I'm sure I'm a Scorpio rising, so I can feel through the microphone that you're probably mildly toxic as well. He he he, maybe I'm projecting. No, I don't think so. I think your listener question told me all I need to know. And that is that you're one of us. And did I even answer the fucking question? The point was that I didn't make was that if you wanted to do the work to see if it came from a place of feeling out of control or it was rooted in some sort of limiting belief, whatever, then that doesn't hurt. There's no harm in looking inward and discovering more. But don't make it to where it's like you feel shame or less than or like a bad person or like some weirdo. And if you tell your man and he gets off to that and he's like, damn, you're a freak, you're weird. He's not saying like mental bitch. I mean, but uh, you're not. Okay. Real quick before the next question, I had a male listener want me to like put out into the freaky fam universe a question about gag reflex it was something on social media and she made it look like she was a doctor I think she was wearing scrubs with a stethoscope on but like does that mean I know she works in the medical field or if she bought scrubs and ordered a stethoscope from Amazon I don't know I don't fucking know I did not vet it but I saw that it's like sex fact a fourth a teaspoon. Why, why am I making fun of this when I make videos? <laughs> a fourth a teaspoon of salt on your tongue fixes a gag reflex. I don't know. I can't make any claims or tell you my experience because I don't know anything. So putting it out there, if any ladies, anyone has tried this, tell me if it worked or go try it and then follow up with me. I'll put, I don't want to do that. Like I have no desire to do it. I think I'm fine with what's going on in the home currently. But if anyone else wants to try, let me know. Cause I'm going to need more than one person's experience. Placebo, right? It could just get in your head. So we'll see. I guess I could go on a Google deep dive, but I have a feeling I'm going to get a mixed 
a mixed bundle of shit. Let's move on to another listener question. I've never fingered myself and my fiance wants me to try. I feel like my arm and fingers aren't long enough. Is there a Is there a good position to finger yourself in? I know I'll get used to it, but I feel awkward, and I think it's getting in the way of me feeling good and finding my G-spot. I've never touched it myself. My fiancé just wants me to try it and get comfortable with it and feel good and changing it up from a toy that vibrates. Okay, so yes, this is going to be good. Okay, maybe this will rock your world, or maybe you're like, you know what, this still isn't feeling good to me, but you're not laying down. Like forget laying on your back like a board or even knees up and fingering yourself. You don't have to do that. Think about like if you were laying on your back and your guy's eating you out and you're like in give a birth position, like get up, like lean your body up. So you are in, I don't know if you do Pilates, but like almost a teaser position, like be on your sits bones, be on your butt bones. I'm getting into this position whilst talking on the microphone. I'm going to get interactive here. This is why we don't do video podcast. I know lots of y'all are like, wait, that makes no sense. I need the visual. You don't need the visual. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Pretend like, sit on your butt, okay? Pretend like you're sitting on a toilet, but you're not. You're going to have one hand, like my left hand is leaning back to support me. So imagine you're on the bed. If you have a headboard, go lean up on the headboard. So you're like sitting upright with your butt on the pillow, but move the fucking pillow or keep the pillow. Can you hear me getting out of breath, like trying to explain and look down and touch myself? Okay. So my le- my knees are up. I'm doing what I just fucking said. And I'm looking down right at my vagina. So I'm going to act like I'm wiping myself, but I'm not wiping myself. I'm, fi- I'm putting my fingers inside of me. I'm not in real time, but I'm saying that's what I would be doing. So if you're sitting like that, you should be able to completely insert one of your fingers. Now, when you're saying you don't feel like your fingers are long enough, I don't know if that was because you were assuming this would be from a position of completely laying down. But girl, you can get in any position you want. Think about like, if I'm laying on the bed and we're spooning and he's fucking me from behind, having your hands just on your clit, like you can incorporate touching yourself and touching your pussy while you are having an intimate time with your husband naked. It doesn't have to be just inside of you. You could be frolicking around your asshole. You could you could really give this a nice visual for him. Are you picking up what I'm putting out there? And if you're sitting in that position that I just described to you, it should be a really like accessible spot for you to stimulate your G-spot so that it actually does feel good. And the G-spot isn't terribly far in you. So if you're like, my fingers are like short and stumpy, or I just feel like they're not really long. I'm not saying this needs to be like your fuck me tool, but you could like put two or three in, finger bang yourself. You could just slowly work and rub the G-spot. So doing the come here motion on yourself. Now, 
I want to say something, but I don't want the guys to hear. I really don't. I really think they could do without hearing what I need to tell this listener definitely specifically and any other women who might be feeling like, oh, like I want to finger myself and it'd be fun and like him like it because he says he wants to see me finger myself. If any of y'all relate to this question. So men, y'all can skip ahead like the 15 second or 30 second button. Okay. And let me just have a girl moment. Okay. Girls, I know that fingering ourselves sounds stupid to us <laughs> because we can get it done way better, way quicker. We don't need to fucking finger ourselves. Like what? Pfft, I know. I know. I'm doing an eye roll with you, but for performance purposes, it doesn't hurt. It looks sexy. It looks hot. Do it in front of a mirror to yourself and then be like, oh, okay, I get it. I get heat. This is hot as shit. So it's like a gift. It's like a gift for them. And then pretend like it is a huge dick going in you. Okay. Welcome back, men. We're all done. I don't know if that was 30 seconds, but we're back on track. So do what you need to do. I think a mirror would be great, like a great tool, a resource, a guide, a guru. I don't know what I'm saying. A mentor. I don't know. I think it could help you. You would see yourself. You'd hype you up. You'd be like, oh, damn, damn, I look good doing this. And then get in the moment. Get lost in those fingers. Next time he tells you to do that, be like, why don't you eat me out and use your fingers at the same time? Don't be lazy and I'll watch. I do appreciate his uh, motivation or him inspiring you to remove the vibrator because like he said, changing it up, right? It's always good to change it up. It's good for your sex life and it's good for your private parts. Okay, this next question is pretty brutal. But I think that some people might relate and some people might really want the brutal, honest truth. And for someone to hit it home, nail it on the head, and then maybe they're inspired to make some changes or move on. Okay, here we go. My wife and I are both 53. We've been married for four years and together for seven, second marriages for both of us. When we were dating, our sex life was fun and wild. We'd perform oral on each other, have sex in the car, lots of variety, and we even visited a couple of sex clubs together. Basically, this all stopped nearly after the marriage. Shortly after, she announced to me, remember all of the things we did when we were dating? I don't like any of that. And I don't want to do it anymore. I was a bit shocked and asked her why she hadn't said anything sooner. And her response was, I wanted you to like me. Now we only have sex occasionally. I am the only one who initiates. There is no oral and I love giving it, but she doesn't want me to. And zero variety. She enjoys it when we do have sex. She says Andor is a great actress. When I try to have a conversation about sex, she immediately gets defensive and won't talk. We even went to counseling together and with the counselor in the room, she said, we've been together for years. What is there to talk about? 
I love her in every other way and we have a good life, but I'm bored, frustrated and unfulfilled and fantasize about other people, though I haven't done anything beyond dreaming about it. Is there any advice to help me get her to open up and at least talk? Okay. Well, I think that fucking sucks and blows, but I don't buy that like you're totally innocent. Just have to say that. I don't get how the like I love her in every other way because the sexual attraction, the connection, the intimacy you have is what separates you from being like roommates, a platonic love. Of like a family love. That's it's different. Like loving a person and then being in love with a person. And there's you're 53. You've been married four years and together seven in total, you said. I'm curious. I'm curious to know how long each of you were with your first marriage. This was an anonymous submission, by the way. So unless someone writes to me on social media, I can't like respond and ask follow-up questions. I am curious to see that. And then if it is straight up, like you said, where it just stopped, and then if that was her actual response, then that's like coercion or like she manipulated you. I think you could sue someone for that. I think you can get an annulment. That's like fraud. It's fraudulent. And I also don't get why you'd want to do it. Like for a woman or a man to try to portray themselves in a different light just to get the commitment, what are you signing up for? What why do you want them to sign up under uh, a false idea, a false narrative, a false all of it? It's not real. It's fake. It's bullshit. Like, okay, you fell in love with the person who doesn't exist. So I don't know. To me, I'd be like, uh, see ya. Peace. I don't know. I wouldn't like that shit. I would think that someone tricked me. And that's just wild that she fucking told you that. And wild that she just stopped. Does she need a visa or something? Did you find her? Like, is she a mail order bride? I'm confused. And if she was doing it because she wanted you to like her, it does sound little actress vibes. So who fucking knows with this one? It sounds like you can't trust her answer. And I would want a voice to her how frustrating and concerning and how a little bit of like betrayal like it feels deceptive what she did and if you could paint that picture I mean if she's a narcissist I can't help you if she has no empathy I don't know there's so many things I don't know about you and her but if you're born frustrated, unfulfilled, and fantasize about other people, which you said you were all of those things, and you have exasperated all resources, you've went to therapy, you've tried to have a conversation, and those are the answers you're getting. I mean, <clears throat> what hope do you have? And maybe that's a horrible, horrible answer. But maybe having a conversation where you're more so telling her, where you say, I'm bored, I'm unfulfilled, and I fantasize about other people, that would be my final attempt to tell them, this is where I'm at, 
And if it doesn't change, and I want meaningful, real connection, which will take work and intention and, you know, seeding out. You're going to have to weed that yard. There's a lot of overgrowth and a lot of like pest and mole holes in the yard. You've got some work to do. So you can either pick that lot or buy a new one. Uh, The choice is yours. So that's my advice. The last question I wanted to answer, which is like a preference. I don't think I've ever shared. I have shared with you my favorite type of toy. I told y'all it was like the in the shape of one of those dental mirrors, the G-Spot lover. Well, guess what? She has a new favorite toy. So someone asked if I would list off, list off my top five, my top 10, I would love to get paid for that. I'd love to have that be sponsored. I don't even have a fucking top 10 because I don't, I have a, a drawer. Like I have, I get sent a lot too. I have lots, but I have a go to for jerseys. Think all girls do. And I have a different one for partnered play. I think I'm more open to whatever, whatever he grabs. I mean, I'll grab a specific one or two. I, that one, I really don't care. We could have fun with whatever. And his dick's there too, and his mouth and his hands and all of that. But if it's solo play, I'll share with you. I'm always going for the, I don't even know the name. I'm going to have to literally look at look it up while I'm talking to you. It has air suction. So you know how like the womanizer or they have ones that are like knockoffs of it too, the rose or the things with air suction. It's not the rose. Some people are like, I don't get the hype. Some people love the hype. I know some people are really big fans of the wand, the Hitachi wand. People are like obsessed with that fucking thing. I'm more on the side of like, I think there's such thing as too powerful. It's just too intense. Like my clit is going to fly off and hit the wall and then I'm not going to be able to find it. Okay. Okay. I found it's called the love honey indulge G spot and clitoral suction stimulator. Just DM me if you really want me to show you, send you the link, whatever. But basically it has air suction on the clit and a button where I can vary the speeds and intensity of that, which I have found like with the life of those things, it declines Take good care of it. Don't let water get in the air suction hole. And then basically it's like a boomerang. So it's got the air suction and then it tucks into a dildo. And it's, some of those are like really skinny, like the Wee Vibe where you can use with partnered. It's like really tiny insert. This is more of like a bulbous, longer insert and that vibrates. So you've got something like vibrating stimulating that G-spot and the air section on the clit. Ah, chef's kiss. 10 out of 10. Eyes roll back, does the trick every time without fail. She's a winner. So yeah, that's my, that's my go-to. That's my favorite. I really don't have a favorite. I like the glass dildos. I've got like a really girthy girthy glass dildo. Love that one. I have like a funny shaped one that has like a little clit rubber. It's nice for partner play or DP. I'm not really into the little bullet vibrators. I'm not really into just vibrators. 
I like double stimulation with the toy if you vibe me. And yeah, that's just me. Personal preference. Every girl's different. So what I may like or what may be my 12 out of 10 is a 6 out of 10 for someone else. So to each pussy their own. Oh no, I said I was going to read some one-star reviews. Gosh darn it. Okay. On May 9th, 2022, Buffalo Guy via Apple Podcast said, Not worth the time to listen to. One star. With the title, Not Worth the Time. Because you can title it and then write a review. He had lots of time to write that. This is one star, it's three stars, because I really don't have that many one stars. And it said today's episode, which I encourage everyone to go listen to July 25th, 2022's episode. Hilarious. I swear my popcorn lung is getting better and better. No, but truly fucking hilarious because because of this review because of this review I listened back with more joy with more pleasure and the bit's good love the podcast but you're definitely off base with minimizing the importance of silver alert stick to talking about sex and leave silver alerts alone written by Davio one two three four I will not Leave silver alerts alone. I saw one the other day, two days ago to be exact, on my way home from picking up my son from school, and it said Black Range Rover, the license plate, and said silver alert, call 911. They're in the Range Rover. Sounds like a nice cruise to me. Let him go to Florida. Let him get into a promiscuous situation. If he's at the end and he's running away, he's running away for a reason. I believe. I believe it's divine intention. Just kidding. <laughs> divine guided action. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. And we hate you. Here's another one. Rambling Nonsense by R.P. Groom in Canada. Canada, eh? On November 1st. The whole podcast seems to be a rambling stream of consciousness, like one enormous run-on sentence. You know what? I completely agree with you. I don't know why you couldn't have gave it like three, two, but okay. Fair, fair. That one I'll accept. At least they were just honest and you know what? I could, I could see, I could see, I could see. Here we go. Had to unfollow after one too many self-proclaimed, mildly toxic bits of advice that will no doubt do more harm than good. This podcaster's only qualification for giving advice about sex is that she likes sex, and that's it. It's not evident ba- evidence-based advice. Bitch, beg to differ. Giving two stars instead of one because her overall message of connection via sex is sound and she's got the guts to put it out in the world. Thank you. Thank you. However, she needs to be better informed about her topic before dolling advice. Written by love it or leave it. What a bitch. What a frumpy bitch. And by the way, I am constantly taking new educated courses, so I'm informed AF. AF, okay? I'm not going to let you buzz kill me. I'm not going to let you rain 
on my parade. But I'm going to say that I'm thankful that that I read to you all of all of my hate messages or all of my hate reviews. And there could be a lot more. Maybe this will inspire the haters to really blossom and come out. Either way, uh, a download's a download, bitch. So hate listen all you want. This next section is about to inform you up, the fuck up. I am going to enlighten the men. They're going to walk away and be like, I had no idea that my wife loved back rubs. Just kidding. But I am going to tell the men what women really want, what we really want, what we love, what we desire, what gets us going, what will make us overall hornier in life. Like, if your hormones are good, like you, all the other boxes are checked, like she's got her hormones in check, she doesn't fucking hate your guts, like there's not some like huge pile of shit that's been swept under the rug, like let's remove some of those factors because some of y'all need to get your head out of the fucking sand and be like, oh wow, <laughs> my marriage is in turmoil and there's reasons. So, but if there, if you have like an overall, like, hey, we get in ruts or we've had seasons that are more challenging than others, like the things, like the normal obstacles that come in the way of marriage, getting an autopilot, getting in a routine, things getting dull, things getting stale, things getting boring, maybe the truth that you don't want it to be the truth, but it, it just is the truth. So I thought I could remind Maybe these are things you know. You're like, yeah, I would have known that. If I had to write a paper on what women want and I sat down long enough and really fucking thought about it, I probably could have wrote those things. Maybe, maybe fucking not. Maybe you're super emotionally intelligent and that's awesome and great. Maybe I'll inspire you to bring that to the forefront. Or maybe you're like most men and you're like, we are different creatures. We are not the same. I am a Martian. And we can better understand. I'm going to shoot you straight. I'm going to tell you as a woman. So next week, I'm going to talk about what men really want, what men love, what gets men going. And we're not going to censor it. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to make fun of it. Okay? I know I love making fun of people. I love, love judging the shit out of people. I'm being authentic right now, but we're going to save space for them. We're going to allow them to answer honestly on the polls. Stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Just go to the episode notes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not expecting you to follow. Just go to the episode notes after this episode. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, what do you what do you like? What are you into? I know everybody's different. We get to pick who we marry, who we're going to be with. I will say, I do think we are all creatures. We're a species and women are their own kind, just as men are. I am going to be speaking in general terms, generally speaking. There is always room. This is going to be murdering my my people pleasing need to like qualify everybody and to be like, and there, I'm sure there's people like this and I'm sure there's people and I'm sure because there's always an exception to what someone says. So uh, today I am sharing what women love, what women want, understanding a woman more. Obviously 
that could be a whole fucking podcast on its own where every episode they just deep dove and that could go on forever probably. I am going to give 20 minutes <laughs> to as best I can. Maybe, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. To articulate what I believe, what I feel, my opinion. And I think, I mean, I think the girls are not going to be like, boo, she's totally off base. I'm going to try to be a good speaker for us ladies. And to clarify, when I say what does a what a woman wants, what a woman loves, desires, I specifically mean in a relationship and in a man, from your man and in a man, your needs and your desires, in the bedroom and in fucking general. I'm going to just pack it in. This is for men so they can get those extra husband points. They can have a way to connect, know how to connect, and know like, oh, this is what she's looking for. Oh, this is the way she feels loved. So like beyond like honesty and trustworthiness and dependability, like, yeah, those are those are things she wants. Those make the list. She wants you to be a man of your word. She wants you to be loyal and not a piece of shit and not be living a double life. And I just have to say real quick, when it comes to men lying to avoid conflict, gosh, I wish y'all gave women a chance, an opportunity to be cool, to be more, to be a down ass bitch, to maybe be like, oh, like, okay, to process. Yes, maybe she's not going to be like, oh, I'm so excited. You fucking did something horrible or not cool, crossed a boundary. I, I don't, whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be so dark, like cross a boundary, but something that you didn't want to explain. I promise you save like your like we are able to respect you more and keep that intact. And when you lie and insult our intelligence, just whoop, like no, mm -mm, mm -mm, getting caught is so much worse. Okay, we're not talking about that. I brought that up just to say like the, that's the basics. We. My demographic, my listeners here are married and you are looking for ways to connect, to see the other person because women want to be seen. That is a huge one. Women want to feel like you can see them, who the person they are when their eyes gloss over and change to a different way, that energy, they want to know that you pick that up. Feeling seen and affirming that women don't take advantage. If your man can see you, gosh, like cherish that, like you deserve that. But if that comes easy to your man, like, oh, hell yeah, you are winning. Some men genuinely struggle with this and it's because they struggle to do it with themselves. And that is the truth. If you can't go deep with you, you cannot go deep with another person. And I know everyone's need for depth. I'm doing air quotes when I say need and depth. Very, right? And like depth for some person may not be for another. But I know for me, it is important to be able to have conversations, lots of conversations that are not surface level. I'm just... I don't know if it's because I'm ADHD. I don't know if it's because I'm a lot of things. I don't know if it's because I'm a Libra, Sun, Scorpio, Rising, Virgo. I don't 
No, but I know that I don't do well with surface level anything, really. If surface level friendships, they're not really my friends. I call those acquaintances. You know, I does not do anything for me. And so husbands, if you're keeping it surface level all the time, don't expect to have mind-blowing, passionate sex. In the beginning, when you were dating, it didn't take as much to feel like the, the sexual tension between you two. It was electric. It was passionate. It was the sparks were there and everything. Uh, that. And so now it's not that anymore. And you're going to have to be intentional and know how she wants to be loved. So the next thing would be she wants you to know the ways that she feels loved. And I've talked plenty of times, done episodes on what the different love languages are and how to determine which one you are. And you can go on Google and take a bunch of quizzes and see what answers you get and then kind of determine what you're top two are or top three are, okay? And then, you know, exchange that information with your spouse. And now you know, because truly, like, say your acts of service, okay? So I'm pretending because I'm not acts of service, but let's pretend I am. And so because that's the way I feel loved, I'll be like washing the dishes and cleaning the house and cooking dinner and thinking like, oh, my husband should feel like so loved and nurtured because that's how I feel loved. When really like that's not his love language. That's not in his top two or three. And so that's just kind of like, eh, like awesome. I so appreciate like how hard you work for our family, but he doesn't feel closer to me or like, like that's a loving act. Does that make sense? So when you know the other person's, you can be like, oh, his is physical touch. So he likes when I come and talk to him and I place my hands on him or go give him a back rub or be a little touchy. He likes, that makes him feel good. And then words. So affirming him. And when people get like mismatched or they're doing their own instead of the other person's, like we can get like, oh my God, they so like neglect my needs and they never do anything loving for me and I feel so unloved. And you're like, wait, they actually have been doing gestures to show you love, like so fucking many of them, and I'm not picking up on them because that's not how I perceive love. So it's good to see both sides. Like, oh, wow, like I I could be totally wrong. They give a fuck about me. I just don't perceive love that way. So check in with your wife. Make sure you know. Take the quiz together. You'll get some husband points there. I promise you. And once you know that, now you can be a better lover. And I assure you that doing those acts or ways of love is going to bring you closer. It's going to connect you and create a space to be connecting in and to share intimacy. Another thing about women, we want to be savored. We want to occasionally be doted on or just, I mean, if you're a millennial girl, you know, we grew up watching fucking like rom-coms and Disney movie love and shit where it put the bar real high and we just were really disappointed. (laughs) Don't make us believe that chivalry is dead. This is a podcast where the host appreciates gender roles. Oh my God, but it's true. 
So not shaming on any girl boss. I'm not shaming on any girl boss. And I'm not shaming any stay-at-home fucking dads. I am just saying that I appreciate the masculine and the feminine. And I know we, as a woman, I have both sides of me. I have my masculine side. I have my feminine side. I feel like I perform better and thrive when I'm able to sit back and in my feminine and lean on my masculine. And I love when my husband can sit in his feminine and honor that space and get vulnerable and have that moment. But I really love the masculine in him and the things he has to offer as a man that I feel like I do not. I feel like I have traits about myself that he does not have. I think women innately are more nurturing. Sometimes I get scared to say these things. I'm afraid of the backlash, but just sharing my beliefs and how I feel and everyone is entitled to their own. And with that being said, I do believe that I feel like women innately want to feel safe and secure and provided for security, a sense of security. It doesn't have to look the same for every woman, but that stronghold in their life, that rock, that shoulder to lean on, something stable that isn't easily shaken, that isn't, that if in a time of need, that person is there to step up on the plate, the head of the household, for instance. Now, I know that that line I just said, head of the household, for some people, they do not jive with that. And that's okay. It can look like whatever. But I think for me, especially like, for instance, in the bedroom, I love being submissive. So you can see how what I'm saying would go along with the bias of what I like and desire in a man, which is dominant and masculine, daddy, zaddy, all the way. So if you want to clarify with your wife, you could just ask her, like, what do you find sexy in a man? And that's a question that a confident man has no problem asking his wife an opinion question or to learn more. And I think that brings me to the next point. What what are we going to call these points? on the list, fuck it, I don't care, is the willingness to learn, to continue to learn her as a woman. I think that is sexy. And when you marry someone, when you're choosing to marry them, choosing to continue to learn them, because we evolve, we change, new chapters come, shit happens, good shit and fucked up shit. I hate when couples are like, and then she changed. It's like that that is inevitable. Okay. And the letting ourselves go part, that sucks. Don't don't be the person who lets themselves go, air quotes again. You deserve to take care of yourself and feel like a, an amazing, healthy, thriving person. But change, change is inevitable. So support her. Learn her. What does she like to do? Do you know what she likes to do? Do you know her favorite foods? Do you know these things about her? And when you inquire, that's going to be sexy to her. That's going to maybe you're a husband who already knows all these things. You know her hobbies, you know her Target and Chick fil A habit. Well, maybe ask, like, how was Target today? Or did you enjoy your Chick fil A? Kind of just mentioning comments about her day that are like, you know what? He, he gives a fuck. 
Like he's trying to actually talk to me. He wants to know how my day was and what I did. Did I feel good today? Like giving a shit, we can tell. Women can tell when you give a shit. And there's a lot of guys that don't ask how your day was. There are women that write to me that are like, I would just like to be acknowledged. No one deserves to feel like that. That sucks. Women want to feel like a priority inside and outside of the bedroom and in different ways. I think if you're married, you're in a monogamous relationship, she wants to feel prioritized like her role in the family is fucking very important. People, it's VIP shit here. And don't forget to fucking tell her, God, women, I'm going to praise the men next week. They get their moment, like what men need. So let me just take a moment. The stay-at-home moms, the working moms, just the fucking moms, the moms and the wives. I was a stay-at-home girlfriend one time, okay? So I love y'all. I love you stay-at-home girlfriends. I love you working girlfriends. I love you working wives. I love you stay-at-home wives. But... I'm giving this one to the mamas. I'm giving this one to the people that pushed shit out of their vagina or got, you know, cut open and pulled out. You women, we women, we can do. I mean, we are so powerful and we do so much. And it's just things are just sucking, 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 draining us. And we're giving our all out of love And that juju will come back to you, baby girl. And those husbands out there that are like, I'm married to that woman. I, we have kids and she works or she doesn't work, but you know what? She fucking works because that's a job too. One that tends to drive you insane because I know women that quit their job to become a stay-at-home mom and then went back because they're like, no fucking way. So... Lucky Jordy, I am a stay-at-home mom, but I do work, but I work from home. (laughs) You know what I want? Sometimes I want my husband to come home from work, and I have empathy for him. I know he just did. He had to talk to people all day, and so I come home, and I'm like, because I only talked to either myself or a girlfriend on the phone and my five-year-old all day, and I want to talk to someone else because she's a chatty girl. And he's so kind and so nice, and he knows I want that, and I need that, and I don't have to say that. He just listens and partakes. And maybe he's not, like, just as chatty as me, but he's saving that space for me. So save some space for your wife, and whether it's 45 minutes or whatever before you move on to the next thing, give 45 minutes where she can just breathe. Like, take the kids for a second, or allow her to take a bath, run her a fucking bath, do something to be like, hey, I see that maybe you need a mental break or take a mental break if you need one. I got you. How can I support you in relaxing right now? Oh, wow. That'll make her wet. You just saying that. I got wet just thinking about being told it. And I will say I 100% agree with the statement. I'm going to get shit for this maybe. Happy wife, happy life. It's true. It's true. And when you prioritize your wife, you are upping your happiness points. I promise you. What they're like behind every strong man is a 
badass stoic woman. I probably made up the last part, but it's fucking true. I feel like a a, a woman, a strong fucking woman who is not afraid of her feminine or masculine side, she will enhance. It's like steroids. She will blow that man up. Like she that will be his fucking what is something they pump into them steroids what is something it's viagra for his dick she's the viagra to his dick so don't forget when you have that woman who's enhancing you making you the best version of yourself a better version of yourself and i know the men that know no don't don't take that for granted don't take it for granted and in the bedroom in the bedroom prioritizing her Make sure she fucking gets off. That's what that means by prioritizing her. It means don't be a selfish lover. It means take your time and savor her. Like I said in the beginning, savoring, appreciate, doting. She's a crock pot. You're a microwave. We get it. And there are some girls, I, I happen to be a microwave. Doesn't I can get microwave status. Do I prefer to be treated like a crock pot? Damn right I do. Damn right I do. If I could have it my way, if I could write the script for the day and this is how it was going down, it would be that the flirting, that the connection, that the long eye contact with the wink, with the like sensual touch, with a deep kiss goodbye before he goes off to work, it would start in the morning. And then I, w- I would have sweet check-ins and I'd feel flirty and sassy and send a nude because I knew that I wanted to get fucked later. And then when he got home, I'd be wearing something sexy and I'd give him a long, deep kiss and he would continue flirting and watch the kids while I cooked him a meal and we had great conversation and drank wine and he washed the dishes. This is slowly becoming a Hallmark movie called A Housewife's Fantasy. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) The point is, is there's no hurt. There's, it's not going to do any bad to the situation to just plug in the little, the flirts, the, the love language, whether it's she likes words, a lot of girl that's in the top three somewhere. Be sweet. Say something fucking loving with a splash of spicy. Depending on your girl, you know this one through 10 spicy level that she can handle, but don't dive in first. Don't be like the first thing, like I'm going to Facebook you. Like appreciate, like set it up for love making and then you will get scary spice in the sheets probably. Like if you come in, you come from a place of love, she could rock your world. And coming from a place of love does not being does not mean being a little bitch. That's not what it means. So don't take it like that. It's just emotional maturity is what it is. Okay. And speaking of world rocking in the bedroom, obviously, I think this is an obvious confidence is extremely sexy. And then say she's not like me. She's like, I'm not really into the like dominant submissive. I don't need him to be like all in the bedroom, which 
that does just because a girl likes to be submissive in the bedroom doesn't mean she wants a douchebag behind the door. It just means she likes an assertive man, a man who's going about it like he knows what he's doing and he knows what he wants. And I think a lot of women find that attractive and sexy to be manhandled. Like that's when you can take it from making love to a little more aggressive, but in a very sensual, sensual way. Whether it's just a tighter grip, positioning her, just moving her into different positions could be a great segue into seeing how aggressive you can be in manhandling her. If you've been in a long-term relationship, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, maybe you don't know. But if you did, guess what it is? Kissing. Kiss her. She fucking likes being kissed. She likes being kissed in every way. She likes a forehead kiss at the right time, but when you're fucking, she wants your tongue in her mouth. She likes to be kissed on the neck. She likes to be kissed on the tits. She likes to be kissed on her pussy. And I vote that you just trail your way down from the head down to the pussies. The feet guys are like, to the feet, to the feet. But take your time. Take your time. You taking your time is going to lead her to a bigger, more explosive, more enjoyable, earth-shattering orgasm. And you should fucking love that shit. And if this happens to be a like what women want day and you're just following my blueprint here, little cuddling wouldn't do you any fucking harm. She might love it. She might fuck it. Maybe she's not a cuddler. Some women aren't. I feel particularly hot and hungry after. I don't know why, but it's just the way I'm wired. Others want a nice, good cuddle. I think you should debrief from climaxing with a little head on the chest. Here is heartbeat. You don't have to be right by each other, sticky, clenching to each other, but keeping that connection definitely some sloppy post-sex kisses are nice as well. I've got a little homework in the what women want section. I want you to test one out when you use her name. I want you to use her name when you're fucking her and just throughout the week and do it in like a, like a sexy way. Like when you're about to come, like getting close, I want you to say your name. I want you to be like, oh, Jackie. I don't <laughs> I'm like, what's a generic? Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer, I want you to bring me the water. Oh, that sounds like serial killer, but hot too, like 50 shades of gray. Like, yeah, well, I love you, Jennifer. Like, just say your name in one sweet way. Well, I've I was just thinking about you, Jennifer. Or Jet. This <laughs> is so fucking weird. And then when you're fucking her. You're going to be like, God, I love when you ride my dick like that, Jennifer. Jennifer, oh, that's what you're going to do. That was good. Another tip, guys, don't be intimidated by the toys. Don't feel like it's your competition because they're not your competition. They are your friend. And don't be that guy. (laughs) Don't be that guy. I feel like there's a Chad out there that's like, fuck the toys. She just needs this dick. Most importantly in bed, we want you to prioritize our orgasm. So if you treat us like that crockpot, the you know, the better the chances of that coming sooner than like feeling like we're starting from scratch as far as getting warmed up. So it may take us, you know, the average time is like 15 to 18 minutes for a girl. 
So you don't have to be in there pumping because we know you won't last that long. Maybe you will and you're that guy. Great. Awesome. That is not a bad thing. That sounds wonderful for her. But if you're not a guy that can go and be fucking her with your dick for 15 to 18 minutes because you know you're going to ejaculate, then that's where a toy is your friend, a dildo, your fingers, your mouth, a combination of everything I just listed, if you want. That really will be an aid and it's showing her that you're down. You're down and all of it feels really good. And hopefully you're with a girl that can help you navigate that and knows her body. And maybe you'll want to wait till she climaxes first. Or if you couldn't or didn't and you got up first or she insists that you do, stick around and make sure y'all finish the job with her. I vote that you focus on her first because some guys will just feel like they want, they're done. They're d- after that intense climax, they're winded. Not all guys. Some guys are ready for round two. But I always say ladies first. The last thing I'm going to mention is that women want your support. They want to be reminded that you support them and they want to see that you support them in their endeavors, even if you think it's silly, even if you think it'll be short-lived, support them. Support them emotionally, support them physically. That love and support will be returned. You get what you give. And when you're intentional and you're willing and you're supportive, and this ties into sex as well, like supporting her journey in discovering herself, supporting her in if she's having challenges to support her to navigate how to resolve it, whether it's a medical thing, whether it's a holistic approach to some issue she's having that's prohibiting you from having the sex life you'll both desire, or it's whether she's wanting to try something new or she wants to share something with you to create this safe space that y'all can explore and evolve together sexually. That could be a very, very beautiful thing. And I think when we are aware of our partner's needs, wants, and desires, and we're intentionally trying to be a better lover, a better spouse, best case scenario, it inspires the other person to do the same, subconsciously even, level you up. That high vibe energy is contagious and you can see when you start to put the work in or make little changes, it really has a ripple effect. So I hope you got some goodness out of that. And shit, maybe this will be like a series where we bring this up again because the list goes on and on and on. We could get really specific. We could get really niche. We could get really like topic oriented about what women want. But I feel like that was a decent, really good list that we just covered there. And no joke, I am going to put a poll on my Instagram for the men to fill out. And I should do one for the women too. And we just follow up and add y'all's POV perspective and insight to the conversation. Next week on the podcast, Dan and Lacey from the Swing Nation are coming on the show. We did a podcast swap. So on Thursday, last Thursday, the episode that 
I did with them came out on their show, The Swing Nation. So go listen to that. Go check it out. And this Monday, you're going to hear ours. So they are a couple that live the swinger lifestyle. If you didn't fucking catch on, duh. And they're super cool and super nice. And they're going to tell you a little bit about their story and how they live this lifestyle, what boundaries they have. Kind of like if anyone is interested in what goes on behind the scenes and questions people have that they've been afraid to ask or people that are curious about getting involved in the lifestyle, it's a really good interview. I can't wait for you to hear. Very juicy, very interesting. I asked all the questions that a monogamous person would ask, like about STDs, like what happens at the swinger clubs? Are you allowed to do this? Are you allowed to do that? I did not hold back. So I'm excited for y'all to hear. Again, that's next week. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're fucking subscribed and leave a five-star review. Really helps. Write something kind. You can leave a rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can write a review, leave stars. Helps my show so much. I appreciate y'all and I will see you next week.